Extraordinary stories from across Scottish football communities. This is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast. I'm your host Jake Gray. For each round of the SPFL Trust Trophy, we bring you some of the best stories from Scottish football communities. Round 4 is fast approaching and we're all looking forward to another round of SPFL Trust Trophy action. We'll chat about the upcoming games and tell the story of how the SPFL Trust's new innovation fund will enable seven community trusts to run programmes to help alleviate poverty in their communities. We'll hear from project leads about the programmes they will run with the funding. And on the pitch, we'll hear from Queen's Park striker Ruri Payton and the new Saints frontman Declamant Manus. But first, a short clip to give you a bit of background about our new innovation fund. As soon as the funding was available, we knew immediately this is the project that we want to run. The Innovation Fund is a kind of seed funding that allows clubs and ATCs to apply to the SPFL Trust to grow a new pilot, a new programme that will help their community during the current cost of living crisis. We've come to find that there are many children in the local community that actually only eat when they're at school. So when they return to, to the family home, they may not even be able to get access a hot meal. So by going out several evenings a week um, to the most deprived areas of the town, we feel with this catering trailer that we've purchased that we'll be able to provide a hot meal for those most in need. We looked at some of the programmes we've done previously um, to try and build on that to come up with a new programme. So working together to improve social, physical and emotional well-being. Success for us will be the happiness and the participants who come along to, to the club that we have. Hopefully that will lead to greater social skills. They'll make friends that they can maybe socialise with out with the club and actually enhance their lives. The programme will help provide upskilling opportunities We'll also have somebody from local college who's going to come in and work with the families. We have our local food bank who will help with finance. So this funding from SPFL Trust will give us the opportunity to do the 12-week programme. These programmes don't run without, without funding ultimately. So the, the funding from the SPFL Trust will help support this programme um, and really kick it on to what we hope will be at a whole new level. And that hopefully will allow them to identify the needs of your community, whether it's meeting them, a review and plan to review kind of approach, and make sure then we can support them to make it a more sustainable option for them to proceed with their programme long term. So our aim for the Innovation Fund is that it changes lives for people across Scotland. So we're here at the launch of the SPFL Trust Innovation Fund, and I'm joined by four, four ATCs. Can, can you all introduce yourself for me, please? Yep, I'm Craig, I'm Chief Executive of Big Hearts, which is the charity of Heart Melodian Football Club. Uh, Chris from uh, Queen's Park FC Foundation, where I'm the General Manager. I'm Lisa, I'm the Head of Operations here at um, Dundee United Community Trust. And I'm Lewis, I'm Head of Community at Hibernian Community Foundation. Thanks very much for, for joining me on the podcast, Lewis. We'll, we'll start with you. Can can you tell me a bit about your, your programme um, through the Innovation Fund with the SPFL Trust? Absolutely, yeah. The new programme that we've um, kindly been funded through the SPFL Trust is called All Together Now, which is an extension of our work with the New Scots community and has led us now to recruit a new activity worker, which will ultimately lead that work from the stadium at Easter Road. So an integration piece as much as a new opportunity to create activity that's ultimately missing at the moment. So ideally we would 
you know, fill that gap that is quite evident or has been highlighted to us through a lot of community consultation, as well as kind of maximising the opportunities that we've got in place just now with the current activity. So whether that's young people or adults that are out of work or looking for further opportunities, that's that's the next steps. And again, you know, the, the process of that is well underway and hoping to kickstart the programme early November. And we kind of spoke a bit about it earlier, about the success of the programme, but what does that look like? Success for us, I think, is is, is probably going to be discovered throughout the programme. There'll be nice little nuggets of stories that, that come our way, I'm sure, and success stories in an individual sense. The the integration piece for ultimately the New Scots community or the Ukrainian community that we're probably targeting is ultimately improving life and improving the opportunities that exist out there in that community. So whether that's a new activity, whether that's socialising with new people, whether that's being um, given access to new services, I think provides provides success. There's of course a, a real topic of conversation around you know poverty and I, I realise the, the awareness around that is certainly going to come to a head over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, trying to either advise this community or support the community to prevent the movement into poverty or trying to step away from the challenges that, that poverty faces is obviously a, a target point for us as well. But as I said, I think there's there's certainly some collective outcomes, but certainly individual outcomes to ultimately improve life and, and provide new opportunities as well as hopefully for us as a foundation finding what the next step is as well by new activities that come in, great, but what more can we add and what more can we develop with our, our new activity worker as well? Yep, brilliant. So m- moving across the capital, Craig, can you tell me about Big Hearts Journeys? Yeah, we're delighted to be funded um, as part of the Innovation Fund to almost add a bit of focus um, for young people as part of our volunteering uh, initiatives. I've been going on at Big Hearts for a while, but this will allow us to focus on young people who themselves have been on a bit of a journey, and this will hopefully add to that, um, giving them a chance to focus on effectively become a bit more socially active. It might be their first step towards employability. It might be their future career, um, learning some of the soft skills and hopefully providing some of their own experience and know-how to some other people whose lives they'll effectively be changing through some of our other projects. So we're really excited about that. We think it's brilliant. We love the idea that we've got young people who have been part of what we're doing um, and part of the community in general, able to, to keep sharing, keep sharing their know-how with what other people who are involved in our project, so um, yeah, it should be a re- should be really good. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, and it's obviously it's so important that programs like that are, are able to run, and, and the support from the SPFL Trust is is really valuable. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think I think the whole idea around uh, innovation fund and, and hearing from what Lewis has just said, and I know from some of the other guys today, I think the the idea that we have an opportunity to go and try something with a bit of a different focus or something that allows us to go and see how that pans out. Lewis was touching on, um, you know, stories as you go along and learning from that. And I think that's a key part. And it's not always the easiest thing for us to do. There's not always money um, around the place that says, go and try things and see how that works. But actually, that's probably the model that will allow organisations like ours to go and hopefully learn adapt and do other things as going forward that ultimately helps us do more for the community so I think this type of funding in general can be really really advantageous and we're obviously delighted to be part of it. Yeah brilliant and Queen's Park Play for Success programme what can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah um, a project we're very excited uh, to be launching and, and the SPFL Trust have uh, kind of through this innovation programme enabled us to try something uh, that's not typical uh, in what we offer currently, and, and that's going out to schools and trying to really 
make a significant change in terms of attainment amongst young people uh, and bridging uh, very challenging moves from primary into secondary. Uh, for some of the project participants, um, the focus will focus will be on uh, literacy and numeracy, but all participants will get health and well-being inputs. So there'll be uh, healthy exercise at every session, uh, supported by coaches from uh, our community foundation. But there'll also be healthy eating, uh, healthy habits uh, relating to kind of sleep. Uh, they won't be sleeping at the program, but learning about kind of healthy sleep, kind of good habits in terms of hydration, things like these that, that can really contribute to attainment in and out of the classroom. Uh, and then uh, alongside, as I said, alongside the health and well-being element, we're really excited to be able to provide fun, engaging and, and different ways for young people to develop their numeracy, literacy and ICT skills. So the theme will be games. Young people will be developing uh, board games, developing card games, but also developing coded uh, kind of computer games and the theme throughout You'll, you'll know yourselves having to describe a new game to others, particularly if you're the only one that's played it or if you're more familiar than others, is a life skill. Being able to keep score is a numeracy skill. Being able to win and lose is a life skill and is a social skill. And ultimately, looking ahead for these young people is an employability skill. Being able to face challenges and overcome them. Um, and schools are stretched as it stands and we're really excited for this project to fill a gap where schools maybe aren't able to have this form of kind of supervised play um, educational play um, and we think that by running it after school we also increase the contact time with young people that are tending to disengage one of the big barriers to attainment is attendance and can we encourage young people uh, to come to school to be part of this program, but also to be present throughout the school day? And, and can we make it uh, a, a thing that really associates uh, learning and, and, and health and well-being with Queen's Parks Foundation, with the schools themselves, and with that community? So it's something we're keen to try. We're excited to launch at the end of October, and we think there'll be lots of positive uh, kind of experiences and outcomes from that. Yeah, brilliant. Ultimately, the, the goal for the program is to give young people a platform to, to build a positive future. Yeah, absolutely. And and as others have, uh, have mentioned, it, it's broader than that in many ways. Um, no two individuals will come to the programme at the same stage. No two individuals will necessarily go on the same journey within the programme. And we have that depth and breadth to allow pupils to meet it where they are and take from it what is most appropriate and most pressing for them. Um, we're really excited by the kind of tutors and educators that we brought in to provide the classroom inputs. And also we're uh, very grateful and fortunate to have great coaches that can be adaptable to that. So it isn't a case of young people feeling pressured to fit to us, but we can see those positive outcomes by trying to, to fit to the young people and, and support them for the things that they need to have success, to improve attainment and, and to attend school and, and, the, and the project itself. Fantastic. Lisa, um, do you want to tell me about the programme that Dundee United Community Trust are running? Yep, so our programme doesn't have a name as of yet. Our participants are hopefully going to name our project. We will begin in October time and we will run through until May 24. And our project is aimed at adults living with a disability in Dundee, be that a learning disability, a physical dis disability or a mental disability. Um, and it's a social project. Um, so what we identified, what our participants and their parents 
bring to us quite often is that when someone is of adult age living with a disability, there's very little activity in the city for them to get involved in, be that a sport, sporting active activity or a social activity. Um, so we're going to run a weekly club, a, a weekend club, almost like a youth club. 50% of the time we'll be based at Tanadice and then 50% of the time we'll actually go on outings and do, do other activities around the city. And the ultimate aim there is to give these individuals... Um, you know, an ability to, to make friends and socialise, that they're maybe a little bit isolated from making friends at the moment because there isn't somewhere for them to go. So that's that's the ultimate aim of the project. Fantastic. Yeah, there's a, a lot of, of good work going on in, in that space, specifically at the, at the last round of the SPFL Trust Trophy Draw. As you know, we were joined by Will from yep. uh, from Dundee United Dynamos. And what um, relation to the programme that both Dundee United Dynamos <laughs> and other kind of organisations and teams like that have? So we will, I think a lot of our participants might actually be ex-participants of our para-sports um, club activities. Obviously, once they reach a certain age, they can't they can't attend a lot of the, the children's activities. And then I think they'll maybe bring along others from kind of college courses. We're linked quite um, closely with the um, disability school in, in the city, Kings Park. So they might signpost some individuals to us because they know... Also, when they leave high school, there's very little for, for a lot of individuals to go on to, so they'll be able to signpost, hopefully, those individuals to us because they're still in contact with a lot of them even after they've left left school. Yeah, fantastic. And a kind of question to all of you, as you've all heard about I- each other's programmes today, and it's a, it's a really exciting time moving forward. Yep, yep. for sure. <laughs> what, what, what do you think about the, the programmes that you've heard about today? I think it's really good that we're all kind of going into different areas we've all identified something in our city that that we think is a need in our city and you know we're, we're looking to, to kind of find, find projects that can maybe be a long-term project so it's not just something in the short term and it's ultimately about improving the lives of, of people within our communities yeah absolutely i think all the projects are working with audiences that in different ways are marginalized and minoritized i think when you think about the current context of poverty and cost of living crisis um, many of these programs can be a real vital source of not just well-being but joy and I think it can be really really oppressively joyless at times to exist and survive as part of a marginalized community in the current economic climate and I think it's vital that foundations and, and other third sector bodies really operate in this space and, and try to establish hope try to establish skills, try to establish community cohesion and community power. And I've been really excited to hear from many of the foundations how consultative, if I can get that word out, they are with their, with their groups and, and how much agency and how much input will come from communities into these projects. And, and that's very inspiring and kind of capacity building within the community is great. So, yeah, I think there's a, a lot of shared ambition and shared vision for these programs to help communities that hitherto have, have potentially been on the outskirts of, of football in, in general and, and society more broadly. I, th- I think you've, you've covered that pretty well. I just, I think the, you know, couple in the last couple of questions together, I would say that, you know, on a personal level, and I'm sure others are, are similar in the room, it's, it's a massive motivator as well to see what is going on at other clubs and the differences that are being made. And, you know, you can, you can borrow some ideas and, and take them and, and fit them into your own projects or, you know, hear how that, exercise went with one one group and how you can bed it into to others which i think is is really really helpful 
I think there's a real openness to sharing ideas and trying to help one another as well because ultimately the same challenges that exist in, for example, our part in the city is very, very similar to that exist in, in Craig's, you know, kind of base in the city as well and, you know, right across the, the nation as well, I'm sure, is is there. Um, and ultimately, I think the, you know, the improving lives kind of tagline that was just used there is is obviously a big one and for us, there's, a, there's an element of consistency and a sense of belonging that is attached to our project as well and it might be that there's an interest in football, it might be that there's just uh, an engagement with the area based on where someone stays or where someone has been placed, but ultimately creating that new opportunity or enhancing that opportunity that exists for them now is is absolutely key. And again, it's not about gen- generating new football fans or, or those that are going to come along every second week to support the team at, at three o'clock. It's, it's giving somebody access to a, a space where they feel safe, they want to be, they want to possibly... Um, share their their gains or their comfort from it with others and ultimately achieve something themselves and trying to capture that across a, a whole community is probably quite a challenge but I'm sure the success stories from that will emerge and you know here's hoping that the success stories from that allow us to continue these new projects and develop them further and, and bring bring them to a stage where they can be a mainstay and a, and a real go-to for, for the community consistently. Yeah and I would just add I think um, <clears throat> I think everybody's kind of said uh, some similar things around community. I think one of the things about funding like this that allows us to go and try different things across the country in different areas where there might be slightly different needs depending on where you're from is that I think as Lewis touches on, I think for all of us, the landscape could be challenging in terms of finding that funding and actually responding to those needs really quickly and in the best way possible. But football, we've got a kind of unique place in this country that allows us to do that. Um, funding like this clearly adds to that bit. Um, but there's also that thing about being open to change, and I think again, hopefully, um, the you know the guys around this table and who've been here today talking about this this um, this fund, and li- you know it's about saying, listen, we don't have all the answers, but we want to listen to the community, we want to listen to each other, we want to find different ways of supporting, and um, you know I think the idea that you deliver a couple of projects and you keep delivering um, is something we should always keep challenging ourselves on. How do we keep changing? How do we keep changing up? And um, I think the heartening thing is here and everybody keep talking about community and how we respond to need and um, and certainly this type of funding where it's about going and, and, and trying things and, and being as close to that those communities as possible um, is to be kind of commended and hopefully that, that's that's something we can look back on soon and say, yeah, that was really good, really positive and you've got the opportunity to get longer term funding. Yeah, absolutely. It's been great to hear from everyone today about the programmes that are coming up. Thank you, all of you, for coming on the on the podcast and good luck with your programmes. Coming up next, we have some football chat with Queen's Park's Ruri Payton and the New Saints' Declan McManus. But first, it's time for the Halftime Highlights, a run-through of some football-powered stories from across the country. Our latest Football Fans in Training annual report will launch soon. In 2022-23, a total of 2,328 kilograms were lost between all participants. Keep your eyes peeled for our report launching and visit spfltrust.org.uk forward slash FFIT for more information. It was great to hear from both Erin and Millie at the Falkirk Foundation during Scottish Women and Girls in Sport Week, who told us how sport has impacted them and why it's so important to see women represented in sport. Congratulations to members of Dunfermline's FIT programme who came out on top in a six-a-side tournament in Germany. The group of ten who were initially members of the Pars Foundation's FIT programme won six group matches, a quarter and semi-final, before winning 2-0 in the final. 
In Falkirk, young people on the Cashback Off The Bench programme have recently had a session with Fast Forward to discuss the harm of gambling. Fast Forward are one of many partners who support young people on Cashback Off The Bench to build a positive future. Other partners include Police Scotland, Scottish Fire and Rescue Service, Show Racism The Red Card, Skills Development Scotland, Sam H and Progressive Pathway. And finally, there are plenty of holiday football camps happening during the upcoming October break. Visit your local club's social media or website to find out more information. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast where we'll speak to Queen's Park striker Rory Payton and the new Saints, Declamant Manus, to find out how he's getting on in Wales. First though, let's take a look at the round four matches. Wraith Rovers welcome Montrose. East Kilbride take on Hamilton Academical. Falkirk welcome Queen's Park. Rangers B face Airdrionians. Queen of the South welcome Arbroath to Dumfries. Green at Morton take on Kelty Hearts. The New Saints, Declan McManus's side there, take on East Fife at home. And Peterhead welcome Dundee United. So I'm now joined by Queen's Park's Rudy Payton. Rudy, how are you doing? Yeah, all good, man. All good. How are you? Good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, you'll be looking forward to your SPFL Trust Trophy fixture next weekend against Falkirk. It's similar opposition for yourself, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, it's going to be a good game. Yeah, good team, and uh, their fans weren't, weren't very fond of me a few times when we played them. So uh, <laughs> I'm sure. I seem I'm to sure remember that being a recurring thing. You said that last year we were talking about someone else, and you said the the fans the fans weren't fond of you last time. Is it a celebration, or do you just seem to score against them all? Uh, yeah, I scored <laughs> against them a few times. Yeah. It's funny that we got beat, but I did score against a few times. Uh, no, there was a there was a funny moment at the end of the year. The ball kind of rolled over at the the, the edge of the main stand at Queen of South, and I pretended like I was going to boot the ball into the crowd. And a few of them, <laughs> a few of them need to change the knickers, but no, no, a few of them, a few of them gave me nice messages after. A few of them uh, asked me how I was, and you know, just checking I was okay after the game. So. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm sure. I'm sure uh, it'll be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. They're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, they're going well this season as well. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Uh, they're a good team. Good players. You know. Um. We'll need to be. We'll need to be on our absolute best to get a result. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. So what what do you make of your your start to the season? Obviously, you're you're new in the door at Queens Park, but how's it been? Yeah. Yeah. It's been good. Yeah. And, um. I've enjoyed the change, definitely. I've enjoyed, you know, a new environment and um, it's a very different environment from anywhere in Scotland, I would say. You know, there's a, there's a lot of new ideas being tested at Queen's Park at the moment and they're, they're a club going in the right direction, you know. Um, it's an exciting place to be. So, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed it, yeah. Obviously, we started well and we kind of came off it now, results-wise, but I think, you know, it, it's been... It's been good all in all, you know, all in all, and I think it's been good, so I've enjoyed it. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. And this competition, obviously, I know having spoke to you last season and you've you've gone far in this competition with Queen of the South, it's it's one that you take seriously and, and you want to win in, in every game that you go into. Yeah, yeah, definitely cliche thing to say. What's the point in going into something if you don't want to go and win it? Um, you know, I've been far twice now in the competition I think you know obviously the final was was a close one but look that's the way it is um, 
yeah, definitely. I'd love to get far in a cup competition now. There's not like a big cup win, you know. The league's the league's kind of what takes care of itself. But uh, then big cup days, you know, away days and getting the result is brilliant. So stuff you remember, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And having played in the final, you'll know. Obviously, it was a different club, but you'll know exactly what it what it means to fans of a football club to to get that cup run and, and get that day out at a cup final. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think especially with the Scottish Cup, you know, you've got Celtic and Rangers, obviously the most dominant forces in Scotland. They tend to dominate that competition, and yeah. it's hard to, for people in the lower leagues to even get close to the later stages. Obviously, Inverness did last year, but other than that, I mean, this the the trophy is a real, real incentive incentive for clubs, you know, to to get far in a club competition and. Um, it's brilliant for clubs, you know, and it's it's stuff that they remember, you know, and uh, it's a it's a real nice thing to go far in a cup competition and go on a run. So yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And you'll remember playing in the final um, a couple of seasons ago, and unfortunately, it didn't go your way. But it's so apparent. Even you know, you'll have seen the fans of the winning team at that time, and you just see exactly what it means to people. So yeah, yeah, this competition it gives clubs lower down the leagues as you said that that opportunity to to give back to the fans in that way yeah yeah really and that, especially especially Queen of South obviously that year we were we were near the bottom of the league at the time if, if not bottom and a lot of people still came down to support us you know which is um, I think it's quite telling as a competition that you can you can get far on it like that and people will come and really get behind the team um, yeah. and yeah, it's a great occasion. Um, I, I hope to God now we could get to the final again, do that one step further. That'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure um, the manager will have his, his sights set on that as well. But how how's it been working under him? I know we've, we've already touched about how you've settled in at Queen's Park, but in particular working under the, the head coach, Robin Veltman. Yeah, he's um, a breath of fresh air, to be honest with you. He's very direct and uh, concise in what he's saying about his ideas, um, and he's been very personable with me. You know, I, I would I would say me and him have a very good relationship, and he's put a lot of trust in me this year. Um, I, I couldn't speak highly enough of him, to be honest. He's, um, I think he's going to do very well for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been some good results since since he's came in already. So you can see that he's got he's got a good foundation there, and it's a good squad as well. And what what's it yeah. been like? Obviously, playing at the national stadium now as well. It's it's a bit a bit of a change for you. <laughs> yeah, it's big. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's brilliant. Like um, I know, obviously, I got my first call the other day, and I've I've been to Hamden many times watching games. Um, you know, it's it's lovely playing on a big grass pitch like that. It's like a bowling green. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I keep I can keep scoring many goals there. Yeah, I've got to say now, I really, really do enjoy playing the games there. It's, um, it's a great experience. Yeah, yeah. And you said you got your first goal there and you want to keep scoring many, many more. Is it, is it a target? Do you set yourself a target? Yeah, jeez. I get asked this question all the time. I get that. Everyone asks you that. And I think it's, <laughs> I say the same thing all the time. Strikers are far too scared to say what goals they want. Um, because if they, don't, if they don't hit them, it's like someone's going to come back and say, oh, but you said that. No, I'm I'm twenty five to thirty is always mine. If I can get twenty five to thirty goals all in, I feel like the money that the club have invested in me, I've paid back. 
in my opinion. You know, if you've got a goal scorer who's scoring more than 25 goals, you know, they're, they're worth the salt. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's my goal, 25 or 30. I think Fair I'm enough. close now. I'm already, I'm already on nine, so I think I could get to that, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Would you have answered that question if, if you were maybe on, on four or five? Yeah, no, yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Fair well, enough. Fair enough. You're, you're the believer, you don't, you know, you're the, you're the really think you're going to score that many goals or, you know, you're not really doing enough work to, to yeah. score that many. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll be 100% trying for it. 100%, yeah, what's the point? You may as well go for it, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, all the best and, and good luck for, for the competition and your game against Falkirk next weekend. I'm sure it'll be a really good a really good encounter. Yeah, yeah. thanks very much, man. Appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers. So I'm now joined by the new Saints striker, Declan McManus. Declan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How's how's life treating you over in over in Wales? Yeah, it's, it's good to be fair. Well. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, Misses and kids enjoying it. We're staying in Chester and it's a lovely place to live. So um, outside of football, it's it's good as well as it's going well in the park as well. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. I know uh, you've been over there a couple of seasons ago. What's the the difference like? I'm sure you've been asked this question a million times, but I, I'm personally interested in what the difference is like in the Scottish league to compare to the Welsh leagues. Um, I think as it stands right now, um, I think the Welsh league in terms of um, funding for FA or whatever and, and stuff like that, I think the the Welsh leagues get a bit of bit of growth to to have um, to kind of get to the likes of the the championship or. Um, even obviously the, the League One in Scotland, there's a couple of big clubs in there now, um, yeah. with Falkirk and whatever else. So um, I think it's just it's just a growth um, situation that, that, that needs to, there has to be a bit more funding in terms of getting the, the kind of the word bit there and um, getting the attendances up and, and, and stuff like that. But that's kind of out with our club. Um, yeah. Obviously, we do well um, individually and stuff uh, as a team, but um, the, the rest of the league and, and, and maybe the leagues below um, in terms of comparing it to the, the Scottish lower leagues, um, it's probably just, just a wee bit behind in terms of the, the funding and um Dependency and, and kind of all stuff off the park. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And obviously, SPFL Trust Trophy, um, the Challenge Cup in Scotland. You're facing East Fife at home in, in Wales in in a couple of weeks, but um, unfortunately, you, you'll miss it through injury. But what what does this competition mean to the New Saints? It's obviously a bit of a a different challenge from from the league and other competitions. Yeah, it's. it's for us, it's it's exactly that. It's a it's a, a bit of a change, a bit of kind of um, obviously we're playing Europe um, and <clears throat> we're playing against clubs that you don't know. Um, yeah. At times you can get big draws and stuff, but um, you're playing against 
players obviously I know who ninety percent of the Scottish boys are, but um nah, it's, I think for most of the the boys in the team it's it's fresh, it's it's something a wee bit a wee bit of change, a wee bit exciting. Um and it's a it's a trophy at the end of the day. It's it's a trophy that um we feel on on the on the day, any given day we we can we can go all the way and, and try and compete to win it. So, um, nah, it's it's exciting for us. Um, I know at times up in Scotland, there's some some clubs that kind of if you're going for the the league titles, they sometimes take it easy with their squad selections or, or stuff like that. But yeah. for us, it's, it's a bit different because it's it's um, it's kind of as I said, it's, it's something different, and, and we want to go and show. Everybody outside the Wales, what we can do as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a competition you know well, and obviously, Scottish football fans will know you well. But touching on on your teammates, do they come to you ahead of these games and ask you a bit about the the Scottish the Scottish game, or is it just a normal game for them as well? Yeah, the, as soon as I can, uh, the draws are made, um, <clears throat> I'll get I'll get a few questions in terms of who we're playing and and what to expect and stuff. Um obviously I've been away for two seasons now so most of the teams will will have changed a bit um in terms of the Scottish teams but yeah. uh, just just the general questions how 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 do you think they'll be and and, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day it's a cup game. Um and regardless of whoever it may be that we're playing like say Hibs um, B in the last round yeah. um, obviously I, I didn't really know all that much of it done but it's it's a cup game as I said and, and like say East 5 whether East 5 or top of the league or, or the bottom it's it's on the day it's it's exciting for them because they're playing somebody they don't usually play as well so um, I don't think you can you can kind of guess how a, a game will go in yeah. terms of a cup competition. Yeah, and I'm sure East Fife will, will be tough opposition for you, but there's a couple of teams in the competition that might catch your interest, in particular a couple of your ex-clubs in, in Wraith Rovers, Falkirk and, and Morton, correct me if, there, if there's more in there, but would you be looking to, obviously you won't want to look too far ahead, but would those teams be a preference for you should you progress? Uh, yeah, obviously for me being on the sidelines at the minute, um, I'll, I'll, I'm obviously gutted to miss this round. But if if we manage to do the business and and, and get through, um, there is there is obviously for me personally good good ties that ought to be played. Um, as you mentioned, like so the clubs I've been at before, and, yeah. and even I think like so Dundee United are still in it. Um, with, with the squad that they've assembled, um, it's a lot of boys that I know and have played against, and, and, and good players, and it'll be it would be a, a great tie in terms of that. So, um, no, there's there's a few there's a few good juicy ties there. Um, if we if we manage to do the business against these five, but as you said, it's not going to be an easy tie. Um, but we're back ourselves, we're at home, um, we know what we can do and, and 
yeah, we'll be doing all we can to make sure we're in the next um, hat. Yeah, yeah, and obviously you'll know what it means as a player to to go through this competition, having won it with, with Ross County in 2019. And funnily enough, it was against another team you'll know well now in, in Connors Kia Welsh team. So what what would it yeah. mean for you to return to Scotland for for one game and, and come away with a trophy? Well, that would that would be that would be a wee bit special uh, in terms of obviously being away for two seasons now. This is my third, um, so to be away for the best part of three seasons and and come back for a cup final, um, that that obviously would be a special day for me. Um, but as we've, as we've already said, there's there's not going to be any easy ties, and that that's so. A long way away. Um, I think it's it's only the last sixteen, if I'm right. Um, so yep. we've got a long, hard road to to make to get one name in in the heart for the final. Yep, definitely, and still a lot of a lot of strong teams in the competition. But to get to when you start to progress through the through the competition, and it'll be arguably even more so for. For fans of the new Saints coming over, it's it's a great day out for the fans, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think I think everybody connected to the the club um, would love to go and do what what um, Connors Key achieved that year in, in coming up and playing the final against us. Um, and albeit gave it gave us a tough game that day, um, they started really well, a lot better than us, and. Thankfully, we managed to kind of change the momentum of the game uh, and, and, and kind of ended up being a little bit, bit more comfortable than it, it seemed um, at the start. So, yep. um, but no, it was, it was a tough game that day. And for us at TNS, if we can go and, and match that and, and reach a final, then that, that would be, I'm sure, that. Chairman and everybody else involved would be um, over in the minute. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I have to ask, you've had a great career throughout, through in the Scottish game, with some great achievements. But but what was it like to see your name on the score sheet in, in a European competition? Oh, it's, it's, it is something kind of for me the the, the level I've I've always I, I've achieved a lot. Yeah. Um, compared to a lot of people that, that dreamed of being a wee uh, a footballer or a wee, a wee boy you obviously dream of, you dream of being the next Ronaldo but um, in hindsight when you, you actually get to the kind of age and stage I'm at um, you realise that um, as a, a big achievement um, yeah. to just be a footballer to, to, to play any sort of games and, and clubs that I, I've played for so um, now it's it, for, for the European um, stuff it's, it's it's something that two years ago before the PNS um, whole situation came about I, I would never have dreamed of um, yeah. playing European football playing against like for BK Hacking and um Victoria Pilsen and uh, and all these other teams and, and managing to go even one better individually and, and scoring against these teams it's 
obviously been a kind of every 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 year in, in Europe that I've been here it's been kind of surreal going through it. Um, I think I've got I managed to get like I think it's nine or ten um, goals and yeah. and eleven or twelve starts in, in in Europe, which again if you'd have said that to me two years ago, I'd, I'd, I would have never believed you. So yeah. that is kind of surreal um, and just kind of un- unexplainable the, the the feeling and, and enjoyment of of. of Coming up against these teams in Europe and traveling to these places, and um, and obviously the big was just put the, the cherry on the top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, congratulations on on all your achievements since since moving to to the New Saints, and all the best for for your game against East Fife. I know you won't you won't be on the pitch, but I'm sure you'll be hoping that the boys can progress to the next round. So, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Now then, before we get into our predictions for the fourth round, let's have a run-through of the round three results. East Fife 2, Albion Rovers 1, Wraith Rovers 3, Cliftonville 0, Annan were defeated 2-0 by Peter Head, Arbroath 4, Inverness Cali Thistle 2, Northern Irish side Coleraine were beaten 3-1 by Hamilton, Hove Rangers 0, Montrose 2, Dumbarton 1, Kelty Hearts 3, Dundee United defeated Dunfermline 3-0 at Tannadice. Edinburgh City 1, East Kilbride 4. Greenock Morton 2, Elgin City 1. Partick Thistle 2, Queen of the South 3. Uni of Stirling 2, Airdrie Unions 3. Some good, some really good games there. Ballatown 0, Queen's Park 3. And Rangers B 4, Aloha Athletic 1. Last time out, I went up against Eddie Martin, and Eddie said there would be four draws in those games. I said five, which I thought was was the right decision. But remarkably, there there was none, absolutely zero. So Eddie and my opposition yet again get the point, which mean which means I'm now behind. So I'm desperate, desperate for points on the board. In this round, we're predicting the time of the first goal, so closest to that wins. Simple, and I'm going for a complete guess and saying seven. Now I'm going up against Craig Wilson from, from Big Hearts this time round. Um, so here is his prediction. Hi everyone, Craig from Big Hearts here. My prediction for the first goal in the SBFL Trust Trophy fixtures is the ninth minute, um, which will be precisely two minutes later than Hearts scoring against Hibs at the weekend. Thank you. Bold from Craig there, nine minutes. So anything, anything before seven is is on me, and I think that that's quite a regular occurrence. We can, we can say that. So hopefully, hopefully I get the I get the point this time out. But you know, I we I we dig there from Craig also about the the Hearts Hibs game this weekend, which which he sounds confident for. So fair play to him for that. Fair play to him for that. Now then, that marks the, the end of our, our show today, our podcast today, so thank you very much to everyone for listening. If you want to learn more about the SPFL Trust, you can check out their Facebook and Twitter or visit www.spfltrust.org.uk forward slash trophy to learn more about the work they do and the SPFL Trust Trophy. And for more information about today's topics and participants, you can take a look at the episode notes. Thank you very much for listening.
This is the SPFL Trust Football Powered Podcast.